it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to say thank you to all of my Patreon supporters who help support the channel. Also, I want to say thank you to my Twitch subscribers. Help the channel out by donating or go to Patreon.com. Thank you. First of all, before we proceed, I do want to say thank you guys for watching this clip. This clip can be found on my YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, like, share, and subscribe, and all of that lovely shit. We're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers by June 1st. You, you can make the difference in helping me hit that subscribe button, and we can actually go from there. That being said, now that I feel this shilling for this 10 seconds or something like that, we're actually going to go to the video. All right, so we um if you got if you guys remember i made a little fun video about um a video with um richard Pryor um on the dick cabot show and it was a slight humorous video and um if you watch any of my videos long form especially my streams you would actually see that um i use rich richard Pryor a lot um it with doing that i got to this clip well, to that clip and I'm to this clip. Um, another person that I actually focus on is James Baldwin. And if you know who James Baldwin is, James Baldwin was a civil rights activist, Arthur, and um, somebody who was around Malcolm X, Dr. King, and Megan Evers. Um, he, was, he, he was a gay man, and he spoke out for um, human rights, not just, you know... Um, I don't even know if he, if he would call us, he was, he, I know he's, he had a lot of relationships with men. I think he said he had some relationships with women. I, it doesn't matter, but he spoke out with, um, about relationships with, of all types and the social pressures of being a black man where his book couldn't be published in the U S but as soon as he went to, um, to England, he got published. He spent a lot of time in France um, he lived in Italy. Um, he was somebody who was just a civil rights activist, but he had a lot of noticeable debates. And um, this is um, one of the things that people had a converse, had conversations with him because of the debates that he had. So we're gonna actually just watch him talk with Paul West and debate discrimination in America. So let's just watch this video. And I'll, I'll respond to it as I can. Let's go. Be at Yale. And I guess I don't, I guess I do have a copy of the book that he recently wrote with his son. It's the one you may have read about in Time Magazine called Right and Wrong. It's a dialogue between father and son. His son is here and will be out later. He's a lawyer. And um, Mr. Weiss, is, did I mention this? Sterling Professor of Philosophy at Yale. You've seen him on the show possibly before. He's the most interesting teacher I had at Yale because he was, um, he didn't lecture. Uh, the class was fluid. He um, answers questions as they're fired at him. And 
I'd like him to meet you if you haven't met him yet and to meet Mr. Baldwin and Phyllis Newman. And here's Dr. Paul Weiss. All right. Let's let's see what's going on with this. Let, shall we? Let's go. Were you able to listen to the show backstage? I heard a good deal of it, but then I was behind the bus with you. Yes. So I heard only some of it. Did you hear anything that you disagreed with? I disagreed you... with a great deal of it. I, uh, one of Mr. Baldwin's admirers, I've written him thin, uh, that is. And, uh, of course, there's a good deal I agree with. But I think uh, he's overlooking one very important matter, I think. Each one of us, I think, is terribly alone. He lives his own individual life. He has all kinds of obstacles in the way of religion or color or size or shape or lack of ability. And the problem is to become a man. For each one of us, I think all of us talk about uh, uh, poverty, race, uh, prejudice. It's important, vital, but it's not really at the center. It deals only with the means in the way or the obstacles in the way of becoming something much more serious and important. That is the so this uh, obviously this is the time where you can actually smoke indoors but just hear that like oh yeah it it, it, it matters some type of way but when it comes down to it it's you pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps clean up your room you need to hustle this like the boy the arguments do not change when you trying to keep a fucking system in place the argument does not change. Well, yeah, the system is bad, but you can always overcome it no matter how much weight that you have on you. And metaphorically, not literally. But let's continue. To be someone in yourself, to become a man is a difficult job. It takes a lifetime. I don't disagree with that at all. I didn't think it would. But, uh... And again, this is one of those crazy things. Like, James Baldwin didn't disagree with that. He, he at any time... Do you hear a somebody who is looking at these systems of power to say that oh it's you don't have any output, um, no input in the decisions you make in your life? No, no one is actually saying that. And if somebody actually says no, no, it's all it's all your you know it's all the product of the system, and you have no choice in the matter. Then you're no they peddling bullshit. Yes, you do have choice. You do have some some personal responsibility. But let's listen to how you know, James Baldwin actually, you know, dissects this. Um, I take that for granted. I really do. Ah, that you see, but by taking it for granted, you emphasize always the obstacles in the way, and perhaps you have it in mind. But I think your hearers very often forget. That you have another objective in view, the one we both agree upon. Yes, what I'm talking about. I don't think we'd asked you that question before when he asked you, aren't you being more extremist near some other end? Is it all hopeless? In one sense, it is not hopeless. In another sense, it is. It's hopeless in the sense that nobody ever attained the state of being a full man. But it's not hopeless in the sense that every one of us has a problem which he can resolve more or less even in himself. So, sounds familiar? You know, you need to take care of yourself. It's it's only you. It. it no matter what the system is throwing at you, even though the system is trying to control you, it's it's just you. But the system is against you. But it's just you. And and, and but but you can do it. You can change. But it, it's you. It, like they don't hear the contradiction. They don't. They they don't they don't hear what they're saying. They just want to get to the point where 
if it's something going bad in your life, no matter what else is going around you, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Well, let's continue. These obstacles are terrible, I agree with you, but they're not insuperable if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, but what I was discussing was not that problem, really. I was discussing the difficulties, the obstacles, the very, the very real danger of death thrown up by the society when a Negro, when a black man attempts to become a man. Yes, there's another point in connection with that, and I suppose you do agree, all this emphasis upon black men and white does emphasize something which is here, but it emphasizes it or perhaps exaggerates it, and therefore makes us for, uh, put people together in groups which they ought not to be in. I have more in common with a, a black scholar than I have with a white man who's against scholarship. And you have. He doesn't recognize who the fuck he's talking to. He just wants to live in the comfortable idea that it's all about merit. And when I say that Paul Weiss doesn't understand who he's talking to, he is literally talking to someone who overcame the motherfucking poverty or bad situation that he was in to become a world travel author. And by the same token, James Baldwin is saying that, yeah, I was able to, but I am the exception, not the rule. All oh, personal responsibility, you can change yourself. Yes, in rare cases, one person can change themselves, but the system is designed to have rare cases. And fuck everybody else. But let's continue. More in common with a white author than you have with someone who's against all literature. So why must we always concentrate on color or religion or this? There are other ways of connecting men. I'm not talking about that. I understand I know that. You I understand that. But as we sit here now, by the will of the people, a man named Ronald Reagan governs California. And the terms I'm using, you must understand, are not the terms that I myself might choose. I'm not interested in whether a person is white or black or green or yellow. I'm talking about the force of the state, which at this moment is oppressing black people all over this nation. Not all. The force of the state. Not all. Not all. That's what you have to say? Not all? Not all. Not all? Not all. Just 99%. Not all. And again, this is in the 1970s. Not all. Not all. So, majority, yes, but not all. Fuck out of here, dude. Age suppressing every black man in this nation. You write freely, don't you know? Is black getting in your way as being a writer, an author? Yes. It is. Mind you, he put out his book, tried to put out his book in the U.S., and when he went to England, had no problem. When he tried to do it in the U.S., I don't want nobody like this, like you putting out this book. But he went to England, no problem, no fucking problem. But let's go. To know how things like get in the way of your being in the in the first place. No, no, now you put me a little bit on the spot. I, I want to. I don't like to discuss myself or my work. Right, let's not talk about you. Let's talk about some other black author or white author. No, let's not do that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I mean. I'll use myself. Let's go, bro. Here we go. It is um, the first difficulty, then, 
is to, and you won't say this is true for everybody, but I unlike you, all right? Um, in the first place, I have to deal with the fact that my history, my history is inaccessible to me, that my history in this country begins with the bill of sale. You want your individual history? My name is Baldwin. Does he not understand a fucking metaphor? Do they not have metaphor when you came for, or did, or did they? Oh my God. My God. Well, you're not oppressed. What about the history that I've had to deal with? Well, you're not oppressed. Merit. God damn it. Let's go. It's an old English name. My name is White. It's been derived from somebody else. Maybe my great, 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 great ancestor was white haired or whatever. I don't yeah, know. but you have at least the Psalms of David. I don't have them. I don't think I've read them in 10 years. That doesn't matter. 20, I couldn't tell you one of that. <sighs> oh, God. Because we know that you for, fall fully out the womb with, the, with no other expectations, but yeah, but um, yeah, the, the, I'm I'm just gonna be this. I'm gonna be this. Form fully fall, form fall fully formed out the womb. Feet first. All right, let's go. Doesn't matter, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. One's got to one's got to face this fact. Let us say we're both black, right? We both get here at the same time, right? You come from one tribe, I come from another. You speak one language, I speak another. We cannot talk to each other. We don't know what is happening to us. We're confronting. A white man with a Bible and a gun at a cross. And what you have to do, if you're going to live, is accept this stranger, this book you cannot yet read, under the gun. Wait, wait a moment, wait a moment. You ask me a question, I'll do my best to answer it. Yes, but don't give me a chance to say something. Yeah, one moment, I'm not trying to. Uh... Can I do something even more unforgivable? Because if, due to the mechanics, if we don't pause now, we may not be back for a while. So we will, and then we'll be back. Stay with me. He had to take a commercial break. Let's go. Where were we? I was in the middle of the Psalms of David. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, I was trying to make a I was trying to make a point. The point is this simply. That one began here, so the history of uh, uh, an identity, not only inaccessible, but also systematically and deliberately denied and destroyed. One the one hand of four talks about the breakup of the Negro family. And it occurs to me as a you know a very bitter kind of comment on the people who did their best to break up that family. Now to blame the family for, the, for being broken up. And he wasn't doing that. By the report I read. Okay. Well, there are no, you know, there are no, there are no male father images for your child. Big news. Are you trying in to describe? In, in the first place, in the first place, that's not as true as Moynihan would like to think. Otherwise, there would be none of us here at all. The point is that then, you know, come back to where I was. One has to really excavate out of the absence of a history, and then, and then out of the presence of a history which is absolutely indescribable. You must remember that I was taught, and children, black children, who were there being taught that no black people ever contributed anything to history. That I was not much better than an ape. And I was lucky to be discovered in Africa by white people. Mr. Baldwin. Which, again, this is the 1970s. This shit was true. This is what people were taught. And, like, I was watching the JonTron Destiny debate earlier. Oh, that happened so long ago. Motherfucker, Jim Crow happened to my grandmother. As a matter of fact, my mother was born during the time before they overturned Jim Crow. Before they overturned motherfucking um, the Civil Rights Act, my mother was alive. She, she was young, but she was alive before the Civil Rights Act 
was fucking hap uh, was 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 brought into effect. That was a thing that happened. But let's go. But if you if your case were carried out all the way through the way you're putting it, it'd be hard to understand how you ever wrote a word. Afterwards, you're a distinguished novelist. You must have had time of freedom. Somebody must have paid attention to it. It must have been reviewed uh, objectively as an author, not as a Negro. Nobody gave a damn whether your great ancestor had been bought or sold, but they treated your literature or your work in its own terms. That's where you wanted it. That's where you had it. That's where you're having it now. What are you criticizing? What are you objecting to? That there are terrible. You should be happy that you were able to escape. This is this is what we hear. You should be happy that you were able to escape. I was watching um um a channel recently that I got into. It's like he was talking to he was telling the story about how um yesterday was the National Day of Hate. It was like yeah, was, it, um um Robert Reed, Robert Reed. It's like um Jen and Truth. Um he was saying that um yeah, it was like he was talking to a coworker and he said, "You people should be happy. We gave you we gave you a black president twice. You should be happy somebody let you be a good author regardless of your skin color." Yes, a master? What the fuck? All right, let's go. Terrible injustices everyone admits, but you're generalizing and you're rigidifying and you're solidifying it in such a way as if nobody, there's no way out. You're an exhibition of the fact there's a way out. Am I? Yes. You yourself admit you, you're not, you're not just the incarnation of blackness, you're an author. That's why I think of you. I beg your pardon. I'm also the oldest of nine children. All of them are black. This where it comes in for the kill. This where it comes in for the kill. Let's go. I'm one of the few survivors of my generation, all of whom the people I'm speaking of are black. Every Jimmy Baldwin or Sammy Davis or Harry Belafonte or Sidney Poitier, there are a whole lot of people you've never heard of, at least equally talented, perhaps more talented, who do not manage. I'll tell you how one makes it in this country if you're black. You know, you have to decide somehow that you are not going to be controlled by what white people think of you. In my own assessment, my own experience was much greater than it would be for any white person in this I country. I don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. What? He doesn't believe it? What? Because it's about merit. Oh my God. Have the arguments changed? Have the arguments changed? No. And you know what? Uh, I actually want to capture that. I want to capture that. That. Uh, yeah, put that down later. But let's go. I'm not complaining. I'm not copying a plea. It's not a special plea. I'm trying to make you see something. 
Every the child actor. starts from scratch. They are helped in various exterior ways in order to be able to find themselves. But the finding of themselves goes within. To become a writer is a something that you have to struggle with by yourself, in yourself. And all these other things are conditions and problems, and I grant you have more than other people have. I didn't even say that. I said they were different. I'll tell you this. When I left this country. And here's the thing. And this is what I, I criticize the left for. I criticize the left for. And I, and I, I will say this. James Baldwin actually handled it in a way where you won't see a lot of leftist actors. He didn't, he stated it was different. And that's where you want to actually have that conversation. That's where you want to have the conversation. Having it is different. Yes, and you know what? You are absolutely right. You are so right and far to say that yes, black people have it just more oppressive. Women have it more oppressive. LGBTQ people have it more oppressive. But when somebody you're trying to convince hears that, they say, they hear, I had it worse and I had it bad too. So what makes you any different? They don't hear worse. When you explain different, you can reach out to them. You can reach out to them. And yeah, it's not going to work on 100% of the people. But when you explain different, instead of saying worse, and we're, oh God, I am not fucking dismantling anybody's fucking oppression that they've had. Trust me. I'm... Let's, let's be honest here. I, I'm a black um, cartoon or, or character artist that does anime shit. I, I, I understand. It's, it's different. But when you use the term different versus worse, you, you can try to help them see your side. And when you explain the difference in their mind, they, when you explain the difference, it's like, oh yeah, we both grew up poor, but you know what? Sometimes the difference between us is the cops already have a fucking idea of how I'm supposed to be. They 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 fill in the part of why that's worst. Worst. And you're, and you're not trying to play the oppression Olympics. It helps you reach out to them and win them to your side. But, but I, 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 there it goes. That's talking about winning them to your side. But let's continue. In 1948, I thought this going to be one reason only, one reason. I didn't care where I went. I might have gone to Hong Kong. I might have gone to Timbuktu. I ended up in Paris on the streets of Paris. With $40 in my pocket on the theory that nothing worse could happen to me there than it already happened to me here. You talk about making it as a writer by yourself. You had to be able then to turn up all the antenna of which you live because once you turn your back on this society, you may die. You may die. And it's very hard to turn a typewriter and concentrate on that if you're afraid of the world around you. The years I lived in Paris did one thing for me. They released me from that particular social terror, which is not the paranoia of my own mind, but a real social danger visible in the face of every cop, every boss, everybody. And there we have it. This is what we're saying about explaining the difference. And when you break it down to say like the difference and then you explain the fucking difference, 
Oh, shit. That is bad. That is bad. Oh, shit. That is bad. This is a masterclass of how to win people to your side. But let's continue. Everybody, no matter who, no matter what his attitude is beginning. I did not say that. Well, well has an attitude. It's on his face. He's in the way of every boss. So you're every asking boss. me. You're asking me to do something impossible. You're asking me to take the will for the deed. I don't know what most white people in this country feel. I can only include what they feel from the state of their institutions. I don't know if white Christians hate Negroes or not, but I know that we have a Christian church which is white and a Christian church which is, which is black. I know, as Malcolm X once put it, the most segregated hour in American life is high noon on Sunday. That's a great deal for me about a Christian nation. It means that I can't afford to trust most white Christians and certainly cannot trust the Christian church. I don't know whether the labor unions and their bosses really hate me. That doesn't matter, but I know I'm not in their unions. I don't know if the real estate lobby is anything against black people, but I know the real estate lobbies keep me in the ghetto. I don't know if the Board of Education hates black people, but I know the textbooks I give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to. Now, this is the evidence. You want me to make an act of faith, risking myself, my wife, my woman, my sister, my children, on some idealism which you assure me exists in America, which I have never seen. Then you go in for the kill. And then you go in for the kill. This is how you do it. You explain the difference. You explain how you feel. Without blaming. Oh my God. He didn't even have to say they were racist. He didn't have to say that, yeah, they, they want, they, they're just racist and they, they want to exclude us and they want to kill us. This is the history that we have. You you tell me what it was going to be. This is how you debate someone who says it's about merit right now. Because their arguments haven't changed. Did you know what some people on the left have actually done? Oh, you're a racist. Explain to me how. I'm supposed to deal when I've, I've looked at this history. When did it change? Sometimes you you are supposed to reach out. You're supposed to convince people of your argument. But don't just use all oh, racist and call it a day. Explain the difference. Have them tell you the answer. Now, you and I both know, and it's a secret, you and I both know it's racism. But ask them how they would feel if they had to deal with some of the stuff that we had to deal with. It's called getting people to empathize with you. Shitty as hell. Which I have never seen. Look at this face. No retort. No retort. Do I take 30 seconds to answer that? Uh, you have to jump with me. All right. Uh, we will be back after this message. Uh,
right. He just argued down somebody who, for all intents and purposes, is the white liberals that um, King was talking about. Oh, things are good now. Things are better now. He just argued down someone without calling them a racist, without being condescending. This is a masterclass in how you have those conversations with these people. And, I, and I'm not going to say that Paul Weiss was a racist and shit like that. No, it's like, okay. What do you do in this situation? What am I supposed to expect, expect in this situation? What would you have me do? Number one, he said, oh, it's different. And let me explain the difference. When your arguments are too weak to stand and use a different word and let the person who's listening fill in the connotations in the, themselves, you have a fucked up ass argument. Anyway, guys, like, share, subscribe, and all that other good shit. Um, we're going to cut this video segment here. If I gave myself the power, where would I?